Today on our show, we're counting down the top 10 male solo artists. Yeah, boy. Let's go, Polly. Musicians, we mean. Yeah, we mean that. Wayne, I gotta ask, do you know the truth? Do I know the truth? Sometimes. I know my truth. <laughs> the truth is that John Bon Jovi sang that song by himself, not as a band member, and my name is Paul. That's right. <laughs> my name is Wayne. Paul did have that discussion with me. He's like, yeah, man, this is his only solo effort. I'm like, everyone's going to think it was a Bon Jovi song. He's like, it's John Bon Jovi. It's John Bon Jovi. It is indeed. Uh, welcome to the podcast. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness you don't have to. And today is the top 10 solo male musicians. We can all do the female ones down the track, hopefully with a female guest. Oh, cool. That would be fun if someone out there, wanted a female podcaster, would like to join us to do that one. Just I to add think a little I bit got of just the girl. Authent- you do? Okay. I think so. I think okay. so. We'll yeah, see. So there's the invitation. But today, it's just the two of us, and we're talking male artists. And it's pretty straightforward. If we're talking them about guys, and there are many, who yes. fronted bands at yes. times, it can't include their catalogue when they were a band. That's member. right. It's from their solo career. Because every solo band, a female like dude, was once part of a band. Yes. Even before he became famous. That's right. So there you go. And sometimes after they became famous, they went away and did their own solo side thing. So Chris Cornell, not on my list, because I love Chris Cornell. But only his Soundgarden stuff. Only his Soundgarden. Nicely, that yeah. is Audio Slave and uh, Temple the Dog stuff. So He did all that? Yeah, he did. Shit. But uh, yeah, I've, I've got one great song I love of his, but it wasn't enough to get on this list. So that's an example of what we're talking about. And I will be talking, hopefully I'm getting this right. No, no George Thorogood in the Destroyers. <laughs> what? Why would there be any George Thorogood? <laughs> because oh. I'm bad to the bone. Oh, like. I see. Yeah, see, this is going to be a very different list, ladies and gentlemen. Because, like, well, I'm going to come out. Normally, Wayne is the one that makes excuses up front, and he's he should because last week's <laughs> list was fucking deplorable. It's like <laughs> this week, I'm making the excuses. My taste in male solo artists I've discovered is pretty fucking lacking. Hang on, I was going to say that first of all. I do always lose the music ones, but, and I'll tell you why. Not this time. No, no. I think Not this time, time Gadget. No, trust me, wait till you see this. Um, it's because no one, and I mean in my life, has ever really agreed with my taste in music, and I'm fine with that, <laughs> because I'm fine with that. I'm like, hey, isn't this great? And everyone's like, no. So I'm cool. This is going to be the same. This is, uh, we have, but, but some of my taste, this is how I know I'm going to lose, because some of you have rubbed off on me, and I suspect <laughs> some of my high picks are high on your list as well, so we're both fucked, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'll tell you this. As a man with no children, the only man in this room with no children, mm-hmm. I still have a dad's music taste. Let me tell you. You're going you're gonna to go, oh, well, this is Mine is dad totally shit. dad. Really? Dad shit, yeah. Dad rock? There's okay. not a single song um, artist on my list that my daughter, who's now 10 years old, would go, oh, yeah, I like that song, dad. Yeah, but here's the thing. When they grow up, they remember the records, or in our case, the Spotify chooses. <laughs> the, the playlist. you had. And they go, oh, my dad used to listen to this growing up. Not so, basically yeah. music in the car that I'm subjected ah, to. Ah, there you go. There you go. That's their version of it. There we are. All right, then. Let's get into it there without any further ado. No recount today because two weeks ago was the film uh, TV we've been watching. So we'll have a countdown for next week's episode, which is oh, – sorry, countdown, a recount for next week's episode, which features Stu for the Stuart Order podcast as we can in the top 10 action comedies. A bit yeah, of a boy. redux episode. And we'll see uh, who trumps there. I think uh, Stu might, might have uh, pretty short odds given um, your me. list. And that I offended every Marvel fan ever known to humankind in my ramblings. Oh, we're fine. All right, then. So, Wayne, I will lead away, I think, because Go I for suspect it, my list is way crapper than yours, nope. as just stated. My number 10 is uh, from a man who left us way, way too early. Mm-hmm. And I think could have been anything. Could have been one of the greatest musicians of all time had he been allowed to... Live, live longer. Yep. And we don't know really how and why he died. The suspicion is that he committed suicide. It's very, very sad. 
I'm talking about Jeff Buckley. Oh. my number 10 and that whole album. Wait, can we, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think I told you this before. I drove across the river that he, the Mississippi that he right. drowned in. I thought he drowned. I didn't think he. I'm not. I, they don't know. They yeah. don't know. There's reports one way or the other. And look, I apologise if you're a Jeff Buckley fan. Fuck off! He didn't. No, no. Okay, it was just an accident. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just vaguely remember there being talk about him being quite low and depressed in the in the lead up to this event. Well, but yeah. I could be wrong. Here is one of my favourite songs of his from an incredible album. And I think, geez, no, I haven't even done my research. It's going to be honest here. But this album, Hallelujah, he's got the best version of Hallelujah that's ever been sung, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then he's got this song, which absolutely, every single time I hear it, it's a crank it up kind of <clears throat> moment. Last goodbye. Did you say? <laughs> I could have, but that's my favourite part of the song. Um, incredible voice, an amazing guitar player, Jeff Buckley. I believe he's part of the 26 Club, is that right? Is that, was he 26? I don't know, him, Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse, all these people. Jimi Hendrix only 26. I know, man. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, look, I mean, because he only cut that one album, right? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So he was, no, he was 29, was Jeff Buckley oh, okay. when he died. And yeah, the album? Grace? Correct. There you go. Well played, sir. Well played. There you go. All right. Well. It's a pretty short entry on the on the discography, let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, this shows the difference between Paul and Mike's list, everyone. There was some angsty shit that probably gets him a lot of bitches. Whereas, <laughs> <laughs> whereas my number 10, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than Neil Diamond, baby. <laughs> no. Considered it. Would, I would really? say that's my 13 on my list. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. So Neil Diamond. Crunchy Granola. Good song. Crunchy Granola. <laughs> good out. Um... Neil Diamond, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, sweet Caroline. Uh, well, look, actually, my favorite song of his is uh, Cherry Cherry. Oh. But there's actually... Is that um, the one that goes, uh, sugar... Oh, sh- no. Uh, no um, that's the Archie song. Yeah, well, no, that's the Archie song. Well, here's the thing, okay? So, uh, Neil Diamond, the first movie I think I ever saw with my folks, on Betamax, of course, is <laughs> uh, The Jazz Singer, which is uh, uh, sort of an autobiographical tale, but Neil Diamond is in it. He's the lead actor and singer and whatever. Uh, and a lot of great songs came from that from that film. There's a movie called Saving Silverman that have, came out with uh, Jason Biggs and stuff like a bunch of years ago. And in that in that show, him and his friends had a Neil Diamond tribute band where they would just go <laughs> playing malls and stuff. And it was great. I was like, oh, this is so cool. So uh, I've always loved some Neil Diamond. My favorite song is Cherry Cherry. So let's hear a little from that, Paul. Uh, bring it on. She got the way to Cherry. She got the way to when does it get good? Fuck off. That's so good. <laughs> I can't believe you went, dare you. I can't believe you went that song over fucking Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline or is... Or Crunchy Granola. Crunchy Granola. I don't even know that song. Sweet Caroline is... Probably his best known one, but this one is more of a banger, if you ask me. So much so that the Jonas Brothers covers him sometimes. Because <laughs> a lot of dads visit the concert, you see. You're not, help, kids. You're not I'm just helping saying. your I'm just case. saying. <laughs> Neil Diamond, baby. All right. Well, played so my number nine is, uh, well, he's the boss, Wayne. 
He's the boss. Oh, Bruce. Yeah, a bit of Bruce Springsteen comes in here. I think that seminal album from the mid-80s. Which one? Born in the USA, mm-hmm. which dates us and myself in particular from 1984. That's a, a hell of an album, including my favorite song of his, which I'll come to remember. It's got Glory Days. Glory Days is my favorite of his. Born in the USA. Yep. And it's got Dancing. In the dark. And that alone is enough. This album alone is enough, let alone the fact that he's inspired that film where, you know, that the the British one where the kids just listen to the boss and all these lyrics and like this oh, is really? this is a guy that I think his songs are about so much more than it sounds like. He's managed to find that niche between being really pertinent and relevant and important in terms of what he's saying, but also catchy as fuck in terms of his rock. Here's the thing about Bruce Springsteen, okay? This is like, he's always brought up like this, where basically he hasn't got the best voice on the market, right? But his shit works so well. I remember there was a song called Brilliant Disguise years ago and stuff like that, which was like, it's just his stuff is good. And I, a lot of critics love, there's one album he did, which is just pure acoustic. And it was so raw. It was sounded like a bloody like Robert Johnson kind of album. It was so like there wasn't that. I don't much know production. who Robert Johnson is. He's the father of blues. Anyway, uh-huh. um, the and and it was the critics just said I've never seen such inspired songwriting in my life. So he's a darling. I also saw him on stage with his E Street Band. Yes. Um, so of course some of these albums were which with had, the E Street Band. You know, but this was Silvio from fucking the Sopranos is in his band. Is that right? Yeah, it's weird. I have no idea. It's so weird. Anyway, the, um, he on stage works out a song and goes. Hey guys, let's try this song. And they tried different keys and different chords on stage live. No, oh, that one's not working. Let's try E. Uh, let's try A. Let's, and he does, and they finally work it out on stage. I'm like, these guys are fucking. That's pretty amazing. No, it's pretty cool. So, uh, but yeah, let's hear a little butt from uh, Bruce. Here's some, uh, you know, if you like to dance, why not do it in the dark? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Go on. Hard to turn that song down. It really is. This is your favorite of his, yes? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I like me some glory. Is that, days, the, one, yeah. is that the one that has uh, Courtney Cox? Courtney the Cox, baby. There you go. Maybe there's another the connection thing. there for more. Nice one. My number nine, Bruce Springsteen. Wayne, what do you got next? <laughs> God, you're winning this one. Uh, my number nine, ladies and gentlemen, is someone that I've always loved and also to the chagrin of most people my age who are like, huh? It's Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, okay. baby. Old blue eyes. I'm telling you, this guy here, Frank Sinatra, a lot of people, because he's the Rat Pack and this and that, whatever, you know, they just assume, if you think about it, first of all, the Rat Pack was the first boy band. Okay. Yeah, they that's were. fair. Uh, but then when he did it on, on solo, um, you actually, a lot of people just assume because it's Frank Sinatra, they don't say shit about him. But this guy actually wrote the book well, on phrasing. Well, it was also, yeah, wasn't he inextricably linked to the mob? So oh, yeah, that was the whole that w- thing. That would kill you if you... Yeah, he yeah. would say that. But also, uh, it rumored that Frank Sinatra had perfect pitch where he would just walk onto a stage, there was a full orchestra, and he wouldn't have to warm up or anything. It's just, go ahead, play. And he's just on key every single time from the second he starts to the minute he finishes. He did a lot of amazing stuff, and I think, personally, his voice, if you listen to, there's an album he did called In the Wee Small Hours of the Morning. It okay. was in, like, 1953 or something. I don't know I've got you know. nothing to add here, apart from the fact that he sang that song that's, well, the weather outside. That is frightening. He did one version of that. Didn't, yeah, didn't Crosby do another? Millions of, all those yeah. guys did the same thing, but I, I tell you this. That's if you're talent. ever <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, if you're ever in a mood, people, like in the wee small hours of the morning, is an actual album about heartbreak and literally how you feel when it actually hurts you and stuff. The actual mood of this album with this with the horns and the way it's down and stuff is literally for you to sit inside on a rainy night and listen to. It's an amazing... I actually couldn't get it out of my head for years. What's this one called? It. What's your favorite? My favorite of his is actually The Way You Look Tonight, which is an old classic. Okay, don't know it. You don't know it? Nope. You got... Uh, well, maybe hear. I will. Maybe I want to listen to it. Come on, you hear this. Here we go. Someday when I'm awfully low When the world is cold I will feel a glow Just thinking of you In the way you look tonight uh, that that be- on, rings that a bell, yeah, but, but just... I can't. I would never have known. Really, I, mean, I would know listen to it as Frank Sinatra, but I couldn't tell you anything more about that. Song. That's the thing, unmistakable voice too. So yeah, that's an old favorite of mine, ladies and gentlemen. Frank, Frank Sinatra, blue eyes, number Chairman nine for Wayne. Okay, my number eight is uh, another classic. Not quite as classic as Frank, but getting up there. Let's In go. Fact, probably is around the same year, at least part of their careers. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Well, what? who could this be? It's a uh, it's a man who. I guess had a lot to do with modern music today. Mm-hmm. Many of his songs have been covered multiple times over. I'm not even sure if my favorite version of his song is indeed he covered someone else. Because like you time. said, around this era, the 50s, 60s, all they did was cover each other's Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. I'm talking Marvin Gaye. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to say Tony Bennett or something, but all right, Marvin Gaye. Nope. Marvin Gaye, who is... Yeah, Marvin Gaye's Marvin Gaye, baby. Holy shit. Like, was there a more influential artist Here's at that the particular era? Well... Marvin, to me, gay, was the start of everyone just having sex to music. So, like, that was the first, you know. I do, mean, you, do you sexual heal, Wayne? There you go. That's the one. Let's go. Let's do you that's the one? It's got to be, bro. It's literally about, like, my dick making you feel better. Was, <laughs> was, uh, uh, I heard it through the grapevine. That wasn't his original song, was it? Uh, I think it's a cover. I bet you. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Who did? I love his version the most, though. No, no. Yeah, I don't know, but yes, obviously that's the version everyone. Well, let's get it on. Same deal then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't Black Jack Black. (laughs) Even though his version is awesome, it was Jack Black, but it was Marvin Gaye before Jack Black. Of course, so look, it's a it's a tough ask, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, a bit of "Heard It Through the Grapevine." I think is my representative song. You know what, this man, Paul uh, Paul started studying as a journalist uh, before he became a shrink. I did, and this song is largely. Known, at least as far as Murphy Brown is concerned, to be the theme or the 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 spirit song of journalists. Makes sense. Yeah. Let's do it. With some other guys you knew before, between the two of us guys, you know I love you more. It took me by surprise, I must say, when I found out yesterday's. Don't you know that I heard it through the grapevine? Hell of a song. Hell no, of an artist. He's the guy, though. He's the guy. Now, Wayne, I would have thought he'd be on your list because he married a woman who was 17 older than he, years older than him. <laughs> I didn't know that, Paul. Maybe and he would have been. And stayed with her throughout. I think he might have died even before her, though, because, you know, that's what... That's what happens when you're an old fart. <laughs> oh, he, oh he, yes. he, she was older than him. Oh, I, I see. think so. So there you are. Wow. Okay. No, uh, I had... Uh, you look, um, I, have a, <laughs> I have a few uh, honorable mentions, uh, but it's an interesting thing because I was looking through my list here. You got, oh, no, no, you, you got regrets of, already? Well, not really, but like, there's quite a few white folks. Um, but there's also not white folks, so that's nice too. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, 
I'm I'm very glad to represent African American. Absolutely. Soul. Oh, look, they're, they're, they're turning up on my list. Don't trust me. Oh, but good. Um, so okay. we'll see. We'll see where they come. Yeah, very interested in your next pick, Wayne, which I've just seen because I've loaded it up for the music queue. Okay. Take it away. Now, okay, that means Paul knows that this may be considered low by many people. Not just some people. <laughs> this, this person. People. Okay. Low. All right, everyone. Here it is. Okay, it's David Bowie or Bowie if you're if you're British. The reason he's at number eight, okay, because let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you a story, okay? I used to be with a girl, and this guy was her guy, okay? She's like, everything is about David Bowie. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Now, my experience with the man, and I've often been told this, that I often got to people like at the second stage of their career. So the first David Bowie song I heard was Let's Dance. Good song. Uh, oddly filmed in Australia. The, right. the music video. Yeah. You know that? So I actually thought he was an Aussie artist <laughs> when I was what? a kid. Because it, it's, it's filmed in rural Australia. If you look at the music video, I'm like, what the hell? It's weird, right? Anyway. You obviously wanted a holiday to Australia at that point in time. I think so. Yeah. And that was cool. And like the and David Bowie, he's here because he's obviously contributed massively to music. He's the gentleman of music in general, if you ask me. However, everyone forgets about him doing duets with Mick Jagger called Dancing in the Streets. And if you don't believe me, check out that music video. It happened and we let it happen, ladies and gentlemen. So in my opinion, he's actually got a kind of a, a something of a spotty record. But the stuff that's great is fucking amazing. Some of my favorite of his is, is a song called Sound and Vision that he did live, which is just like mind-blowingly good. But uh, probably my favorite one is this one right here, which is Modern Love. Uh, right. Because I always thought that I was a proponent of modern love. I have unusual... I, I've lived next door to my girlfriend for like five years, okay? <laughs> next door, okay? That's some modern shit right Wayne there, bro. Is modern love personified. <laughs> Won't live with someone that he loves. Will allow her to occupy his peripheral existence. Which I think is perfect. Okay, but, good. Although in this movie, he says he doesn't believe in modern love. But even so... I don't want to go out, Wayne. <laughs> You just I just want to, I don't want to stay in. That's right. Get things done. <laughs> but let's hear the chorus because I love it so much. Let's hear it. As well, horns, baby. What a great song! Very nice choice. And now you've made me scramble because, well, that would have been <laughs> my choice for David Bowie uh, too. Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> All right, that's what happens when you get in first and put something way too low. My number seven, Wayne. I'm going to get in first this time. 100 on yours. Your action here. My number seven is a uh, an artist that you put me on to who I had no interest in whatsoever, hmm. but apparently can fuck for days. <laughs> Can't imagine why you were interested. <laughs> I didn't know about fucking back then, so it was just intuitive, shall we say. Yeah, so I, I'm talking about Sting. Sting, baby! Yeah. Sting is Sting! Gotta be on your list, right? Hell to the yes! yes. And of course, low, low obligatory, but yeah. I get why you put him here. Yeah, so I, I'm happy that he made my list, and he's got some very cool songs. None better than the one that features, as far as I'm concerned, from the professional soundtrack. Oh, shit. I think I might... Ooh, I don't remember which I chose for him. But here's the thing about Sting before we play that, okay? Okay, please. Because I saw him not six months ago, right? I saw him live. Wow. And he still got it. Sting was the guy who 
and it's hard to fault this because like the police you some people think that's his best work i disagree i think his solo work is much longer and bigger yeah that's a really good point to emphasize i'm not talking about sting who was the lead singer no, of police no. and they're interesting yeah. and great songs and i saw them live too like you know however many years ago but like uh and they were probably outstandingly hugely wicked sting himself though he's a very introspective but also interesting songwriter he's He's the musical Jedi, if you ask me, because he's got like all kinds of shit that he did with his career. And uh, yeah, I still love him. I still love the guy. Well, at number seven, I obviously don't love him as much as you, but I do greatly appreciate Sting. And I think he is a musical talent. And that's why he's here at my number seven with Shape of My Heart. At the space of the stars of a soldier, at the clubs of weapons of war. Very nice. Sting action minus the police for you right there. So that's why I'm gonna number seven. wonder what I'm going to put on. Oh, shit. Was that your same song <laughs> as well? I think it might have been. Wow. But that's okay. That's cool. All right, well, you're cool. both going to have to scramble here then. I'm sure you've got plenty of other Sting songs you can put on there. Sure, definitely. Okay, my number seven is the, uh, well, I want to say left field, but they're all kind of left field if you're me. So there is a fellow named Christopher Cross, ladies and gentlemen, who I always <laughs> liked. I know. If you didn't think the dad thing is happening. Jump? No, that's Chris Cross, motherfucker. <laughs> But I'm sure that's where they got the name from. Okay. Now, Christopher Cross, I saw him live probably about 10 years ago now. He was opening and playing with the Beach Boys. And okay. he... I've never um, fucking heard of this guy. You've never heard of the guy? Okay, so check it out, right? He did the world's most soothing song. Like, ever. The most soothing song. Okay? And uh, here's the thing. I used to love James Taylor until I heard Chris- Christopher Cross. Because his shit jump, was so... Jump! No! Chris Cross! <laughs> <laughs> His voice is all of him, okay? And it's this sort of like, um, I don't know. When you hear it, you'll sound and you'll understand it. The song that I'm playing is called Sailing, okay? Okay. And it is his most known song. It is, in fact, the there's a type of rock called Yacht Rock, Paul. You familiar with that? <laughs> I've heard that. Yacht Rock. This is the anthem of Yacht Rock, okay? The and number one comment on YouTube on the video you've chosen is, nothing like a little Christopher Cross to calm you down during a police chase all around L.A. <laughs> It's the most soothing song the world has ever known. So check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you're not a sailor, which I'm not because I'm Asian, we don't really go into the water, <laughs> is uh, this thing here actually it actually personifies and makes you feel like you're on the water. All sailing right. by Christopher Cross. Give me some points. Here it goes. Jump! Jump! Fuck off! <laughs> Okay, well, look at uh, that! I just, I just fucking, I just, the man I, who I'm created Arthur's theme. That, oh, Arthur's theme is a great fucking song as well. <laughs> when you get caught between the moon and New, New York City. City, that's some good shit, baby. So I'm just saying, yeah, Christopher Cross, old favorite of mine. I shook his hand one time. You shook told, his hand one time. I said, "You, my friend, are my James Taylor." He said, "I get that a lot." That's what he said to me. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think he gave a fuck. <laughs> but he's a nice guy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. My number six then is a man that uh, is the subject of some controversy on this podcast. That's going to happen. We 
might celebrate the fact that he's an African-American who has made it big. We might celebrate the fact that he's changed the musical landscape of music forever. This is lower for two, I think it is. In terms of his influence on, well, all music, I think, ever. And the influence he's had on other artists as they've come up totally. in the world. He's also someone that Wayne thinks is not blind. <laughs> <laughs> what he is quite clearly... Blind. Explain the Paul McCartney video and then we're all good, Paul, but you can't. You know why? Because it's bullshit. What's up, baby? <laughs> Obviously caught Wayne by surprise there. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was someone else. But uh, yeah, no, this guy can see. All right. Probably not all the way, but enough to fool your ass. I'm this, saying. this man can sing, but he can't see. He can and that makes his and talent see. even more impressive. That's how he read the music to sing. <laughs> and caught microphones when Talking performing. Stevie Wonder. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, it's got to be superstition, right? Yeah, baby. It's got to be superstition. Here, best song not on your list. Nope. Not on your list. Okay, here we are. Stevie Wonder with his most well-known track for a bloody good reason. One of the greatest songs of all time, Superstition. Sample of Stevie. There's actually a uh, a video online. For, it's like black and white. It's from like 1940, God knows when. Ever right? Still blind, Wayne. He's not. Whatever this, right? <laughs> he he actually plays the drums in his thing. It's the most amazing thing ever. He gets a guy to lead him up to the drum set, which is bullshit. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> but he is an amazing musician who can see really, you know, a little bit. So there you go. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, well, I'm watching number six. Okay, my number six is um, also an African American fellow. Nice. Uh, now I consider this man. This is weird. Usually the African-American folks are known for their rhythm. This guy's known for his melody. Mm. Rhythm and melody. Uh, so it's Sam Cooke, okay? Sam Cooke is a 50s, essentially, uh, musician who I think wrote some of the most amazing kind of melodic kind Undoubtedly. of stuff. Undoubtedly. And uh, he's, uh, and I actually think that if I were a proper student of music, this would be the guy that I kind of like just look to if it, when it comes to writing stuff that gets inside your head. Okay. So, yep. in a good way. So, Sam Cooke, ladies and gentlemen, what am I giving you? Um, bring it on home to me. Oh, bring it on home is a great song. Let's go. If you ever change your mind about leaving, leaving me behind, oh, bring it to me. Bring your sweet loving. Bring it on. That means some Sam Cooke. He also... If you had had to pick me, I would have said Twisting the Night Away would have been the one Twist I Twisting the Night Away is great, but you know what also is great? Remember Harrison Ford and Witness? Don't know much about his... Yes. Food. That's some good shit too. What's that song called? It's called um, What a Wonderful World It Would Be. Oh, and it's fucking great. That's the thing. He's got so many yeah. bangers, yeah. man. Yeah. So, did a Marvin Gaye, but a Sam Cooke right there for you. So representing with some awesome old school classics. Steve Wonder, not quite as old school, but pretty old school. Pretty old school. I'm going old school, but not as old school as those old schools. Sure. I'm going back to the white fella. Yep. I've got a whitey on my list too, Nick. I've got... Uh, <laughs> this white fella is is responsible for, I think, one of the greatest rock songs of all time, Interesting. unquestionably, Interesting. in my top 20 songs of all time. It is one of the songs, this one particular one, that made me want to learn to play the guitar. Hmm. That's how much I value him. Then on top of that, he did a song for a film soundtrack that... I shouldn't have liked as a 17-year-old, but I did because it spoke to me at whatever particular reason because I was a soft at heart. Who could this Wayne, be? 
says he's Canadian. I think he's Canadian. Brian Adams? It is Brian Adams. Oh my God, you got Brian Adams! Brian Adams is number five on my list. Wow! I, I, he, my, my trifecta was Sting, another guy who's on my list, and Brian Adams to see live when I was a kid. Yep. Saw all three of them live multiple times. He's actually a great performer. So how does, he, how does he go live? I've never seen him. He's actually great live. He's on twice live, and he had this thing where he, he calls it his secret weapon. It's called the B stage. What he would do is he would play half the, song, half the entire like show... And then the lights would go down and he would disappear for a second and he would reappear in the middle of the audience playing for another fucking two sets. Very cool. No. But we love me some Brian Amps. I can't believe he's the one who inspired you. I didn't know that. Well, he and a little bit of Jeff Beck, who is a different... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. That would have got you some cred with people like David Powell. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to your vote. Apparently, David Powell, but I'm sure I've lost it in other ways through the particulars of this list. Look, uh, Brian, like I said, I think in the early 90s, like... He didn't define, like, before I got into Triple J, this is probably my jam. So his Reckless, this is his first album. Run to You. Is, Run that, to is you. that even on the first album? Don't know. I don't know if it might be, but Run to You is like, I've heard women say to me, that is the most horrible song. It's all about fucking other bitches. Is and it? I'm, yeah. Didn't even know that. Just it's, know, it's literally got a good about, catchy chorus. He's like, I got this beautiful girl. She's amazing. She's wonderful. But she doesn't light my dick on fire like this other girl. Who I so run I'm going to run to you. Run what? to you. That's what it's called. Excellent. I, obviously, Summer of 69 is more where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> also, and everything I do, I do it for you. I do love that song. You love me some Robin I, Hood, baby. I unabashedly love that song. And I'm fucking good. Unironically, and I don't give a fuck. You can all judge me, but I particularly like the very end part where it goes into the... the do- do- yeah. Oh, the... Yeah, because you like to start a guitar pedal. That's what it is. Yeah. But no, there's nothing better than Summer of 69, which is one of the greatest songs I think ever written. Let's hear it. Fight it out before we that get... There, yeah, that there, yeah, when I look back now, that's the best pre- pre-chorus. One of the best pre-choruses I've ever heard, because it's got to go like minor and then come back to your big finish. Love that shit. And you understand all that shit. Oh, I know that song spoke to me and just that... I love the lyrics. I see where you... Because that's actually not too hard, that riff, because you're just kicking away at it. But like, yeah, in the concerts that I've been to, all of the Aussie people in the front row, play Summer 61! Can't. Can't! And so, and he's often he often goes, yeah. This Look, is I'll a, get there. Can you just fuck yeah, off? Yeah, it's exactly. It's like the show unfolds for you. Just chill. <laughs> but all of his t-shirt memorabilia is 69, 69, yep. 69. Because you know, what oh, are you why, do? why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't you yeah. be? So uh, very. Go, that's nice. my number five. Brian to the Adams. Wayne, what do you got? Oh, by the way, a guy I know nailed one of Brian Adams's exes. He's Eskimo brothers with. He's Eskimo brothers, or Ooh. yes, or, or Wiener cousins, as it were. Mm. Uh, so that's that's a, a not claim to fame. There you go. <laughs> The Countdown Podcast, <laughs> connecting you with That's the people right. that matter most. Six degrees of poontang. All right, so my number five is goddamn Billy Joel. That's the third guy in my, uh, in my trio. That's fucking low. Is it? So low. I, I, okay. That is like, low. <laughs> well now, well now. Well done, Paul, by the way. I'm Thank sure you. everyone got that. Yeah, I hope so. If you didn't get that, then I'm done. Well, you will once we get the sound game going. But let me tell you a little bit is about Billy Joel. Is that the song you with? Yeah, man, of course. <laughs> Because here's the thing, all right? Billy Joel, right? I have heard this from people who are... Hadn't clicked on the link yet, so I didn't know Yeah, that. DJs, okay? D- even DJs who do all sorts of shit have got one or two Billy Joel CDs back when they had CDs, okay? They just lay around like that. 
Billy Joel himself, I once, I've seen him many times, but one time I saw him and Elton John in the same concert. It was this big thing they were doing. They did that, that yeah. It was a six-hour well, concert. Where they changed their, that's play, it. yeah, we got Yellow Brick Road. Billy that's Joel right, that's the yep. one, exactly. And so, he, you know, they, they would play for, he played for two hours, Elton plays for two hours, then they come back, another two hours. Amazing. Holy shit, that's amazing. But it was amazing, the whole show. So, I'm saying to you that Billy Joel actually has, look, these days he, you don't see him much, but he's, his voice at the time was just, having those two play together, you could see who had the better voice. It was Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And the way that he writes and the way that things that he did, a lot of people were like, why don't you write, you know, the best, you know, like he used to with like all of, you know, the shit that he does. He changes all the time and he said, nah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Now I will say this. He departed. Well, let's say he gave up. I will tell you this. There is a song there of his that is very popular and when it came out, I said, this might be the worst song I've ever heard. Oh, I think it might be the one I like a lot it from Stormfront. Yeah, it's fucking we. Yeah. We didn't start a fire. We didn't start a fire. I love that song. Okay, now go back and watch a Hardstone thing where Billy Joel goes, I can't believe I fucking wrote that piece of shit. <laughs> I believe it. But it caught the zeitgeist. How smart. Are you kidding me? It fucking nailed it, right? So that was it. But, Stormfront uh, is his album du jour. Like that's that, the one, that album is the one that speaks to me. That's the one that I got on board with because it was '89, and that's when I discovered him and decided I liked him. And then you got him on. I got you got him me onto him. That's right. But this one right here, this is my favorite of his. Holly, right, let's go. go, Christy Brinkley, baby. Okay, I once <laughs> I used to have an art teacher back in high school. Her name was I can't remember, but she was quite a fetching young lady. Zilko? Not Zilko. Uh, it was like a it must have been a sub teacher. She was a ranger, and I quite liked her. <laughs> and then she was a big fan of like uh, alternative bands at the time, like Violent Femmes. They might be giants and so on. And she, yep. And she said to me, "I can't believe you like Billy Joel." I'm like, "Why?" She goes, "You you don't like Uptown Girl." I'm like, "I fucking love Uptown Girl." She goes, "How can you like Uptown Girl?" I'm like, "Kiss my ass, bit ninety nine. That's what I just went." I can't believe you don't like it, you stank Kiss my ass, bitch. <laughs> Can you pass me now? <laughs> so, yeah, no, but uh, uh, look, Billy Joel is Billy Joel, so what you going to do? I hope some of you folks agree. Yeah, look, I agree. <laughs> I love go. Billy Joel. He's I'll take it. a fantastic artist as far as I'm concerned. Well, at least he was back in the late, well, 80s through maybe the early 90s, though. River of Dreams, after that, starts to lose me a little bit. <laughs> in the middle of my ass. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, my number four is here on the strength of well, it's just he's too fucking cool to leave off the list. He's also got one of the greatest songs of all time, which I've already shouted out in the top ten rock songs of all time. I'm talking about Letty Kravitz. Is here for more. Letty Kravitz, because at this point in time, I mean, the, either the voice is carrying you right to the top, or the impact on me is carrying the top, or the fact you can do this and play guitar like a fucking maestro. And that's what elevates Lenny Kravitz here for me. And do you need any better evidence of that than this song? Which one are you going to check? Oh, come on. Pick? What's, what song is there that everyone knows Lenny Kravitz attached to? In our era, it's not it American was Woman. American Woman. Okay, so... Not American Woman. Are you going to go my way? It's not fucking Believe. Are you going to go my way? Are you going to go my way? Let's hit it.
song that now personifies Wayne's life. <laughs> ah, you're gonna go my way, representing <laughs> Lenny Kravitz at I don't even number know what that means. four. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, don't wait. Watch your number four. Okay, well, my number four, here's where I put in Sting, okay? Ooh, what have you decided oh, to go with about Sting? Of- now, look, I've, I've gone through a few here. There's some great stuff, like, you know, Desert Rose is an amazing song, fucking, it's probably me, that Lethal Weapon 3 song it's is probably, probably great, me. too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm What doesn't bring the vibe of the show down after that anthem? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, and I don't think there is any Sting song that's necessarily a banger on that level. Um, in fact, a lot of his stuff is actually low slung. I love Mad About You as well. It's a really great well, we song. Well, we could just skip right past this and continue. But have you got one? Yeah. I do. This one. So you didn't hear the brief where I said not to bring the vibe of the show down. I think you'll find this is fucking the shit, my friend. <laughs> And also, everything else was really, like, sort of soft. But here's the thing, though, right? If you think about it, stuff like this can't be done anymore, right? You can't talk about being a white man in another white man place and have that be a song. But at the time, in the whenever this was, it was so cool. It's got a lot of hair. I loved it. I loved it. A lot of hair. I want to say that part. Oh, wait. You know what? I should have chose We'll Be Together. Too late. I know. Too late. Anyway, go for it. My number three is going to surprise a few people. It surprised me until I realized of every artist on this list other than my number one and number two, which makes sense then. The number of songs I have on my phone was this man at number three. He's gone through numerous name changes. Oh, fuck off. This is low. No, this no, is no it's, not, it's not what you're thinking. Oh, okay. it's not, there's no symbol involved. Oh, okay, good, good. So I don't have him on my list. That's fair enough. That's what I said. You're going to win. My number three we'll is uh, a man who's had Cougar in his name. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're special. Okay, well, uh, you know... Uh, John Cougar Mellencamp yeah. slash John Mellencamp slash Meg Grimes engaged boyfriend for a while. Slash Jack and Diane storyteller. Yep. I, that album is fucking phenomenal. Really? Yeah, I have so many tracks of that album. It just fucking speaks to me. And I don't even know which one of his songs to play. I'm actually intrigued as to which one you're going to pick. I'm going to pick the song, which no one seems to know about. It's a little bit later. It's where I came to know John Mellencamp. It mm. may have been Cougar at that point in time. Who the fuck knows? Doesn't really matter. He's now John Mellencamp as we currently speak. Is it the Jessica Simpson song? <laughs> if I'd known that, it'd drop down my list. Keep but anyway, going. here we go. Here's my representation of John Mellencamp with It's not small town. I was born in a small town. That's, <laughs> that's a great song. It's not true, Mom. It's not her so good. They're all great songs. They can all be on this list. Pretty Fuck you. Crap, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's human wheels. What the fuck? Okay, I know. This is a, a, a left field choice. Not going to knock it. But this song fucking spoke to me at the time I heard it. Love the shit out of it. And it does bring the vibe of the show down ro- lower. That's fine. Even lower than Englishman in New York. Suck my dick. Hard to believe. <laughs> but there's no horns, which is, explains that. Horns is good. Here we go. I should buy every song that burns. The dust to which this flesh shall You know, that song's really serious when John Mel- Chikuga Mellencamp exposes his bicep by lifting his shirt up and 
lifting his hand to the heavens like he's really saying something important. I'll take your word for it, but where the, <laughs> fuck, where the fuck did you hear that song, Paul? I mean, I always make white jokes about Paul. I didn't know he's a fucking redneck, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's wow. Fair. Yeah, I could have I could have gone with the obvious ones, but I decided uh, I, Paper and Fire. That's another great song too. John Cougar Mellencamp. And all those songs suck a big dick. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> okay. I realize That's okay. not everyone's jam. That's okay. Well, speaking of not everyone's jam, here's let's just get this over with people. My number three is John Mayer. Yeah, baby. Whoa. Yeah, you have three. shocked me yep. and a large portion of the listenership here. Okay, let me just tell you about this a real quick thing. Obviously, everyone's making fun of me, and I'm fine with that, okay? But uh, I do believe he no is... No less fun than what just got made of me. <laughs> well, I do believe he's the best guitarist ever. Yes, he's better than Eric Clapton, okay? He has got like just a songwriting style that just spoke to me in my particular angst at the time, but still in a nice kind of, you know, respectable boy kind of methodology, I guess, is how it is. But really, I think most people don't know what a good guitarist he is. Well, even Eric Clapton said, I had no idea he was so good. So I'm going to play this song for you. It's called Neon. Mm-hmm. It's right from the beginning. If any, if you've seen anyone him try and play this, it is literally almost impossible to play. His hand is just fanning the thing. That's cool. I, gotta, so I respect. I respect the guitar technicality. Here we go. That's why, Wayne, he gets all the ladies oh, yeah, kind of, along kind of with funky. BJ Novak. By, by the way, he reckons he's only slept with six women. Fuck <laughs> No, but here's the thing. He might... Last be, week. He might... Ah, <laughs> oh, look, that's, that's sad. I'm sorry, John. That's really hard. Last week, just the six women. Fucking hell. Because when his record's 19, well, or if you want the Stilt Chamberlain, 47. No, but that's that guy. I mean, there's, here's the thing, though. If you were already playing the guitar, you probably don't have to prove yourself. It might be sick. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, it's about the music. <laughs> He's not Tom fucking uh, Hanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, well, he was never married, sure. But, uh, yeah, no, it's funky stuff. But Six women? Who the fuck is he kidding? <laughs> you know what? If I was him, I'd say that shit, too. <laughs> Come on, ladies! I can sleep with me. I'm only sleeping with six other women. Well, you know what? He's been out of the media. When's the last time you heard of his last girlfriend? He was with his yeah, because he started dating no ones. Yeah, I think he's actually not doing anything. I think uh-huh. he's actually just celibate now. I don't know. Ah, uh, sure. I mean, who knows how celibate celibate is? Is he a man? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not only that, he's a man with a plays a guitar, and he's like six five. So he's probably got a huge. Is he six five? Yeah, Shit. he's huge, right? So it's like he's probably got a massive cock. I'm sure he's just hitting it. Yep. What you gonna do? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, love me some here. What you gonna do? My number two, here's where I had David Bowie. Bowie! Stole my thunder. Now I need to come up with my other favourite song that's not Modern Love on a Bowie's playlist. I mean, I'm sure it's Dancing in the Street. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't. I've opted to go with this bad boy. Bring it. Suffragette City. What's it called? Suffragette City. City. Yeah. Oh, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Gee, I don't know. See, this is the thing. Fuck, I'm going to do that bit instead. <laughs> that no, was no, a no, good too late, too late. 
Moments past. Wait, that, that's a line of that song. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. Wow. Oh. This is the thing. Probably, the reason he's on low on my list is I probably don't know half his catalog. So that's probably a factor. So there you go. Fair. That's my number two. David is to the Bowie. What's your number two, Wayne? Cool. My number two. This is the prickly one, ladies and gentlemen. But let's just go on musical talent here, folks. Okay? Because obviously it's a bit of a... Uh, well, that's a problem personally and this and that. And But... Uh, I well, can't... we've always stro- striven, striven, Strive, strived, <laughs> strived for, uh, yeah, to do that, to recognize the talent as opposed to the man, and that's what I'm doing here. Or the this person, person, in this case, I'm person, man. person, uh, is uh, it's Michael Jackson, okay? Mm. Because here's the thing, yeah, all that shit, but this guy was probably the best artist of his honestly, generation. Honestly, I never got into Michael Jackson. It's yeah, like, I get make it. My list. And regardless of all the allegations and the evidence and everything else to to the to what he's done or hasn't done, yeah, I'm I not mean, get into that. But I understand that for most, he is a rare talent, just the king of pop. And if you think about it, right? I I was having this conversation with someone the other day. All right, not excusing any behavior of any type. However, when you have someone who makes this much impact and has this much of a, a sort of a I guess a, an influence on the musical scene and has procured uh, you know done for so long, pretty much. It takes a freak to probably do this because no one else can really do it. So it doesn't surprise me that the guy who did do it is fucked up. All right. So that being aside, I've always thought to myself, you know, there's no two ways about this. The stuff he made is mostly fucking amazing. So here's Michael Jackson. Fair enough. With a little criminal this, action. Oh, criminal? Criminal action? Yeah, because... Um, oh, smooth. Yeah, I actually, it was, I was actually put this in my cousin chat, and I said, oh, which is his song? And they were like, how the fuck are you going to pick all the from his catalog? Is it rock with I would have thought, is it- for me, it's probably Bad or Thriller. Bad, really? Thriller. Okay, Thriller. Yeah, that was definitely his thing. Beat but- it? Actually, beat it. Now I think about it, beat it. Well, it could, yeah, those are his classics and stuff, mm. but I like stuff like... Um, Rock with you. He's like his old shit and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. So anyway. Okay, I'm fair going, enough. That's why you're a fan. Song. I'm not. Here we go. Michael Jackson. Smooth. Criminal. Saying he's saying, Annie, are you okay? He is. I'm Tell sure he's not talking to you. have to fucking ask. This is. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. Rep- yeah, anyway. Uh, but look, here's the thing, though. Um, you would say, because all of the things that he was like, he's doing that shit. But it made the whole song what it is. So to me, it's a rare talent. And so I've you don't think seen that uh, Annie Ant Farm's cover is better? No. Although. <laughs> although that is a banger because we want to turn up on that fucking you know the American well, Pie two movie. Try, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah I was like, damn, movies. this is like a ding ding, but because you'd like it because of the distortion pedal on the guitar. Yeah, well, look, <laughs> my number one, Wayne, and to wrap up and give you the recap. First of all, actually, Please. here we go. Number ten, Jeff Buckley. Nine, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. Eight, Marvin Gaye. Seven, Sting. Six, Stevie, the guy who can't see. Wonder. Five, Brian Adams. Four. Lady Kravitz, three. John Mellencamp, Redneck Central, two. David Bowie, my number one is Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. grapple with who, what I should play. And I, one of my favorite songs of his is this one. Bring it. It's not the one I did intend to go with. Uptown we Girl? didn't start the fire. Oh. But, or Uptown Girl, or We Didn't Start the Fire. Or even Piano Man, which I think is a fantastic song. He ends every concert with it. But instead, I'm going to go with my other favorite song off. The Stormfront album. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I was, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna do Innocent Man. No, that's a good song too. But I don't want to go. I want to go on a, a yeah, high. I want to go on a high. Here we go. Then I go to extremes. Oh yeah, good song. 
uh, Billy Joel. That was a good ass album, wasn't it? Storm 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 Storm. Was what a great album. Remember good that? song too. Yeah. Remember, but you know what? Angry Young Man. Remember that ling, 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 that shit? That's fucking yeah. insane. Oh, that's, that could have been a good that one. That could have been cool. So many good songs. Scenes from an Italian that's restaurant. Like, that's what, scenes is a great oh, I song. I had his double album, best of. Oh, that thing? That's yeah. the shit. That thing is the shit. Black and white album. Beautiful. So, there you go. That's my number one. Billy Joel, Wayne, I think. Myself, most definitely included, everyone thought you were going to have John Marriage number one. So who is? Never give him what they expect. Uh, my <laughs> Well, if I tend to one is Neil Diamond, nine, Frank Sinatra, eight, David Bowie, seven, Christopher Cross. Jump, <laughs> jump, go ahead, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six, Sam Cooke, five, Billy Joel, four, oh, Sting. Yeah, okay. Three, John Mayer, two, Michael Jackson. My number one, I deliberated on this, but I remember one time Eric Clapton was asked by an interviewer, Who's the best guitarist in the What's it like being the best guitarist in the world? And he said, you'll have to ask Prince. Yeah. And I didn't know Prince was that good a guitarist. I went and looked through his it's back catalog. a very good basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Oh, yeah. The Dave, the Dave Chappelle thing. That's fucking class. Everyone should just go watch that now. Turn off the show. It's <laughs> Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood stories about that's Prince. It. That's it. But yes, Prince is my number one. And frankly, the dude did so many amazing songs. I'm like, oh, is it Diamonds and Pearls? Is it fucking, Cream. you know, Cream is it, that's all his that's latest stuff. The only well. song of his I know. Really? I've never seen Purple Heart. I've never listened to that album. Purple I've, Rain, Purple Rain. Oh, that one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've just never got into Prince and I don't understand why, except I did know Diamonds and Pearls and I did know Cream. That's always like that's the, the sort of like the emancipation type album. But like when he went when and I realized I missed I missed the boat. Totally. So stuff. Ignore me, back to one. That's cool. My favorite song of his, which I I guess I don't get heat for, but uh, it's my favorite. It's Raspberry Beret. And I've Never always adored this song, and it's it's definitely of his of his. Of, and actually, the the only other one was is um. Get on top. No, 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 no. Cream. <laughs> <laughs> Little Red Corvette. Little Red Corvette. Right. That's the other one, which sure. is the shit. But uh, this one for my money is the is the most fun one, and yeah, there's horns in it. But don't worry about it. That's not what it's about. Okay, I'm just telling you. Yeah, there's horns in it. <laughs> Um, and yeah, check this shit out here. Prince, Raspberry Beret, he's the best male solo artist. And by the way, I was in New York the day he died, and Ooh. they lit up the Empire State Building purple. It was amazing. Nice. So well, that's, a, that's a nice acknowledgement. Here we are, Raspberry Beret. There we are. That's My number one, Prince. Prince from Wayne, number one. Wayne, just run down any honorable mentions you had. Okay, I'm just going to pick the one honorable mention that we haven't mentioned for Elvis. Elvis mm. Presley was the first rock star ever. He didn't. There was no blueprint for it. That's why he did so many drugs. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Okay, so I think Elvis is the shit, and people will give him shit now. But I think he's no, no, no. The I first. think uh, you just earned Cyrus Al's vote. I had, uh, as mentioned, John Bon Jovi, and I had Elton John was very, yeah, very John's close. Great. To my list. Okay, that's our honorable mention straight into then for your feedback on the topic at hand. It's something that we call the Pop 10. Talk about Pop 10. Talk about Pop 10. Kicking off this week's Pop 10 with Patron Extraordinaire and the co host of the We Watch the Thing podcast, David Powell. 
So this is right in my wheelhouse. I can just imagine what Dave will drop on his Here we go. Material. No okay. one that we've mentioned. <laughs> no, no, I know. That's the first thing I'm telling you. I'm telling you he's going to outgeek uh, the whole world. He'll probably put some shit on like... I don't know how this man had time to have three kids. I just don't. Yeah. And true. raise them to be reasonably okay human beings. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's my compliment to you, He'll David. He'll put some 60s ass singers in. My number three is... His number three. So not mine. His number three is Mike Oldfield. Uh, okay, yes, sure. Number two, Tom Waits. Okay, sure. Big time. And number one, Cat Stevens, the greatest ever. I was sure he was going to drop like Nick Drake or some shit on here. I'm, I'm telling you. that is. Chef Ben Randall said, well, I already know what Wayne Arusu's number one is. It rhymes with one layer. Uh, fair, <laughs> fair call, but apparently wrong. <laughs> that shocked us both, Chef Ben from the In The Weeds podcast and patron of the show. Thank you, Chef Ben. Jonas Land, another patron of the show, said, uh, look... How do we do this? So many solo artists, but they played in front of other bands. You're right, but he, he worked it out. Number three, Elton John. Dude has had a number one hit in how many decades? Four? Number two, yeah. Jimi Hendrix. He just played at a different level. And number one, Johnny Cash, the man in black. The reverence other musicians had for him should tell you a lot. He's still on movie soundtracks these days. Josh Ragland, patron to the show as well. I think so, Josh, if, you, if I got that wrong. Um, hey, that's right. Free plug for you. Number three, Nick Lowe. Don't uh, know. Rings a bell. Not number sure. two, Matthew Sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's some 80s shit right there. Number one, David Bowie. 90s shit. Yeah. David Bowie. Very nice. Adam Malua, top little page of the show. Number three, Brian Adams. Number two, Billy Joel. Number one, Michael Jackson going off singing alone to be clear. There it is. We all said the same. Jonathan Kidd, Billy Joel. Number three, Jimmy Buffet. At number two, number <laughs> one, John Prine. Who's John Prine? Uh, I don't know, but it's Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> he did, we do you like pina colada. John Prine? No, no, Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I don't know who John Prine is. Buffet? Not Buffet? No, Buffet. <laughs> Phoebe Before I was being serious. Sorry, Jonathan, <laughs> for that. Joe Doherty said, Billy Idol, Slick Rick, and John Mellencamp. Yeah, <laughs> Joe! Uh, hails from Florida, yeah. I'm sure. Paul Murphy had Elton John, Bob Marley, and could only be Michael Jackson, unfounded accusations aside. Who knows? Political, controversial, moving th- on. I, yeah. Michael Hill. I think Billy Joel is more popular than we think. Number three, I Billy Joel. Right. Number two, Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, you shouldn't laugh so hard. Number one, Prince. Oh, okay. oh, Michael. <laughs> Beautiful choices, all of these. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you something. Wayne mocks you for number two and then suddenly gets back on board for you. No, no, one. I'll tell you something. Garth Brooks, back in his day, he was the guy who did like stagecraft where he would swing into his concerts on a thing with on a fucking rope and stuff and smash guitars, even though it's a country act. He was. And then he married time, Nicole Kidman and Nicole Kidman was like, you. no, wait, that's... No, no, one. that was, that was that? Keith Urban. Oh, yeah. He married... They're the same people. He married better. He married fucking... It wasn't Faith Hill. It was... It was some hot country woman, and I can't remember her name. Someone knows that, but he, but he did, he did better for himself than you would think. Fair enough. Okay, Garth, let's keep, keep doing what you're doing. Grant Lennon from the Milk Podcast said Chris Cornell did a lot of solo stuff. He did about four albums, from what I remember, maybe a fifth one, including post posthumously. Sure, makes every song, including covers, sound like he wrote it. Bob Dylan, the OG, wrote songs so good, everyone else wanted to sing them. And John Farnham, whether you like the musical style, has one of the top male voices of all time. He did have a voice. Let me tell you something about Bob Dylan. Oh, he, okay? was the, he was the voice. There you go. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Bob Dylan, I only like the covers of his songs because I saw Bob Dylan live he one time. Shit, and yeah. I've, I've heard someone else in here maybe didn't make the uh, the cut today, but said the same thing. Bob Dylan, shit live, but what a great... Great songwriter. Great songwriter, great <laughs> yeah. singer, but yeah. not live. Sure. And lastly, Chris Yeany, patient of the show, said, so difficult. Number three, Bing... Crosby. What up, dog? You're in my house. Number two, Sam Cook. What's up, baby? Number one, Andre Bocelli. Bocelli. Oh, he's a he's a he's, he's like a soprano, say, the blind guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And true number one, Wayne singing. I that sucked a dick last <laughs> oh, night. Yeah, I didn't big band style. Yeah. <laughs> and honorable mention to Michael Bublé, whose dick was sucked. 
Probably last night. Yes, probably. Uh, the last part. All right, that's your feedback on the topic at hand. Thank you to everyone who got back to us. It was a popular topic this week, I'm sure. I, in particular, have disappointed multitudes of people. Uh, that's we both did. I think we both okay. <laughs> I'll make it up for you when we get to proper top 10 bands. <laughs> Best of luck, everyone. Uh, that's it for our show today, Wayne. How do the good folk get in touch with us and let us know their feedback on the topic at hand or indeed other things about the countdown in general? Google the Countdown Podcast, find our show on the socials, and visit our website, thecountdownpodcast.com, or send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Podbean, where we host and like episodes there to help us rive up the algorithm. Hey, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you've yet to do so, or indeed Spotify if you listen to us there. That always helps out the show. And lastly, the Facebook this community, the beating heart of the podcast. Get involved in the discussions about the show and all things related there. Links in the show notes. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us episode 433. I want to say 433. 434, Wayne. We're doing what? The top 10 comfort films. Comfort films. So this one's going to be an early recording. Do check out the Facebook this community, as mentioned there, to get your chance and to get your feedback on that topic. But what films do you watch? How are we describing this, Wayne? Pretty your much. idea. Yeah, so the idea here is that it wasn't so much... Fi- uh, it's, it's, it is probably on some level your favourite movies, but sometimes you actually want to watch something that doesn't engage you too heavily, and you just watch it because you like the feel of the oh, film. Oh, not films. Comfort viewings, right? Because we were going to extend this beyond... It's film and TV. Film and TV is that yeah, was that the film idea? And TV. Why not? Yeah, there's no there's no parameters. Doesn't have to be a film. Yeah. It can be TV because I know, for example, I won't mention your number one because I know yeah. what it is. I don't know what it is, but comfort viewing. Let's be, it's just comfort, comfort viewing top TV 10 and movies. Comfort viewings. Yeah, TV or movies. That works. Comfort yeah, comfort viewing. Yeah, we can put it in the, in the comfort viewing. Yes. There we are. You've heard it. If you listen to this show, if you haven't, I'll express it in the Facebook community. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. Whoa, 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 hold on. Fuck. Yes, I chose John Mellencamp. Fuck off. <laughs> Catch you next time. See ya. See ya. We've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise. We're just plain and simple guys living in an Amish paradise. There's no time for sin and vibes living in an Amish paradise. We don't fight, we all play knives living in an Amish paradise. Hitching up the buggy. Turning lots of butter.